0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars gear noise and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik Piccardian. Jared Brandon. Jared
1: Brandon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Billy Spitfire, Billy Spitfire <laughs> Unlimited. Hey everybody's me Tony on back. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're th- thrilled. Ooh. To that you are listening go, to go, our go, show. Go, go. We are ready to have a great time. We hope you are, too. Uh, We've got a fun show for you tonight. Yes, we do. And uh, Billy, what do we do on this show? We talk about gear. And? And stuff. Perfect. Uh, Tony, care to elaborate? Well, in addition to gear and stuff,
2: we like to talk about... The boutique builders and the movers and the shakers. Yeah. And you know, this is boutique gear, things like guitars and amps and pedals, a lot of pedals. Yeah. Uh, accessories.
0: Sounds like good stuff. It is good stuff. Yeah. You should listen sometime. Yeah. If you, if, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you have, if you're like, I wish they would do a one on one on this, please send that to us. You know, we've, we've got a list of, a short list of things that we want to do one on ones on, but hey, you know, we're open. We're open to ideas and such. Yes. Uh, Tonight's episode is called, I think, so if the title's wrong and I call it this, don't throw stones at me, but uh, it's going to be called Guitar Heroes. Hmm. Asterisks. Asterisk. Asterisk asterisk on the Guitar Heroes. So, um, without further ado, we'll get to that in a little bit. But we do want to mention that we have a fantastic way for you to get involved with our show. I'm going to mention it up front. How is that? Uh, It's on Patreon, and uh, it'll help us out greatly. So consider that as you're listening, okay? We'll get to that at the end. Anyways, we need to say thanks to a handful of people. Bro! That's right, Rode, Rode. Mics for providing our audio equipment and uh, all the good tunes that you're listening. The accoutrement. You know, the, all the right. things, all the audio stuff. So thank you so much to Rode for providing that. And also, I want to say a big shout out to uh, John Esterley. Oh, yes, John. Sam Jett, Chase Gullet. Um, Bill Gola Guitars. Yep. Gun Street Wiring and Tony Balansky and you said Brandon Wound, right? I was just about to. And Brandon Wound pickups for their initial thrust of involvement for the giveaway guitar. Yes. It was a really really big deal the raffle. The raffle. I, I never going to get that right. <laughs> <laughs> it is a raffle. We are going to give it away to the winner of the raffle. And uh I think, you know, it it kind of spawned interest to maybe do some more of these in the future. I think that that would be fantastic. So okay. We'll have to keep our eyes and ears open on what that might be and when. Let's do it. Don't want to jam up in you know, all up in one kind of thing, you know, we'll spread it out. This know? is a nice one though. This is a really really nice one. So, uh if by chance, we already gave it away by this point in time. Of congratulations! It, congratulations! <laughs> uh, we will have heard the <laughs> announcements and everything. But uh, I just want to say thanks uh, again to those guys for, for putting together such an awesome thing. And for Steve Keys, who set up the, uh, the Discord group that kind of got facilitated a lot. Oh, of yeah. This. Absolutely. So cool. All right. Uh, aside from that, we're going to get on with the little shoe here. Let's find out what's going on in our music worlds uh, this week. We're going to start out with Tony Baloney Dudzik. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you for my
2: en- entire. That's name. your royal name. Yeah, it's Sir. Actually, I've been. What's knighted. going on, Baloney? Well, you know, last time we got together, I talked about a special uh, musician's friend had a stupid deal of the day on a D'Angelico uh, Bedford HS. S-H. Semi-hollow. Ooh. Yes. And uh, so it came in. Um, I am really impressed for for as little as this guitar cost. Um, it's It's pretty impressive. I still need to do a little more tweaking on the... On the setup work and a little fret, you know, uh, fret filing and and you know just some leveling and stuff because you know it's it's started off life as a I think they list at around eight ninety nine and and you know you can't expect a perfect fret job I think at that price level but you never know uh, but I'm overall I'm pretty happy but the one thing I wanted to talk about is and I posted this on my Instagram account is kind of a before and after and I made a new pick guard for the guitar. Big, big surprise. Um, but what I did, rather than duplicating it exactly, is I added a little panache, if you will. Mm. And uh, the th- the issue that I have is um, the, the original guard above the pickups was straight across, flat. And this is a pretty curvy guitar. And I just, there's, there's kind of a contradiction there. So what I ended up doing was basically it's the same pick guard, except I arched the edge that sits over the pickups to give it just a little more curviness so um again this is something that is not you know you know something that 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 requires a, a ton of work but um it's just a little improvement i think in addition to the material improvement i think i used a cream perloid on it and uh i think it just makes the guitar look a little bit better um so you know if it's if it if you have a guitar that you say eh, I'm not really happy so much with the way it looks you know give me uh shoot me an email send me a photo and let me see and maybe we can come up with something together so it doesn't take a lot todd it doesn't
0: billy
3: uh my billy uh, what's your guitar you adventures this week, this week Uh, okay.
0: Let me, let me. (laughs) Were you on TV? It's like my lawnmower just won't go. (laughs) Hey.
3: (laughs) That's funny that you mentioned that, Jared. I was actually on TV this week playing. Wow. (laughs) Yes. I was actually playing acoustic guitar, which is not my usual. Bailiwick. Mode of, uh, you know, vibiness. Um... I was doing a show down at the Cultural Arts Center, the Priscilla Art Tyson Cultural Arts Center nice. in uh, Columbus. And they had asked me to do um, five, well, they asked me to do art and music. They found out I was a musician. Yeah. And they knew I was a painter. And uh, so I presented a Conversations and Coffee on Thursday um, that consisted of five original paintings, and five original songs. Nice. And there was a story that tied each of those together. And, um, yeah, it was a real cool deal. And it, But the room was perfect for acoustic. I was planning on playing, you know, like the uh, like an old, you know, my arch top. Mm. Um, but Man. the room was just perfect for acoustic, so I pulled out my old Ibanez my 70s ibanez concord mm-hmm. which is a copy of a gibson hummingbird oh and that's cool as a backup guitar i had my uh gibson uh, everly brothers uh, jump, uh like a junior jumbo or whatever they call it j185 yeah there you go thank you too that's pretty cool yeah. too yeah. yeah 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 so so yeah. and now now this week my fingers are aching oh, burning man. and tingling and
0: <laughs> yeah that'll do it yeah but jumping. you know
3: I only missed a couple notes. It was pretty amazing. I That's was, it for but it's you. out there on. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, it was. It would have been televised locally on channel twenty-two six, which is the Ohio channel, and it's out there on YouTube right 22, now. Twenty-two six. Twenty-two dash six. That's a channel. That's a channel. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> It's yeah, it's it's how is
0: that a channel?
3: It's channel I mean, fashioned channel. Yeah, it's old fashioned antenna TV, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the
0: channel
1: where uh the govern the governor got on to talk about COVID oh, Yeah, right. Oh, okay. right.
3: talk about COVID, you yeah. know, they have they cover all the uh like this week they covered the Martin Luther King event. They cover you yeah know, stuff going down on down at the state house.
1: That's pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, stuff like that. So anyway, I had a friend that actually was like flipping through channels, and he's like, "Hey, there's Billy. What the heck? That's Billy. Yeah, yeah, man. So, um, yeah, my uh, my my Everly Brothers guitar has the uh, tortoiseshell pick guards oh, nice. uh, on black. Yeah, yeah. so pretty it's, pretty all, cool. black, it's all black
1: except for the pick yeah. tortoiseshell. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like someone's and, and over the tortoiseshell is so dark it looks black too. But um, yeah, it's a pretty spiffy guitar. And the hummingbird is the classic kind of reddish sunburst, you know, thing. So, so anyway, it it was fun, and um, it was so much preparation. It was insane. Oh wow! And because I because I did these songs that I haven't played for like thirty years, except to myself, you know. Oh, these are original songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting around the campfire, Ah. so I'd never really paid attention to whether I was singing a melody or singing notes. (laughs) you know and then i, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of did a trial run with my uh, vocal instructor did you do, and she's did like you do africa well you have to sing a note right there <laughs> you know but um yeah so it was good it was fun nice nice
0: congratulations thank you thank you it's it it a one man cool. acoustic show of Toto's Africa
3: <laughs> 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 no nah, i could say it was way better than that yeah 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 that's cool. Yeah, probably That's But cool. it's out there on YouTube. Look up uh, Conversations and Coffee with Billy Spitfire. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Move
0: it. Yep. Uh, Jared, Glad to hear it. How about yourself?
3: Um,
1: kind of a little different uh, than usual. So when I was a, a kid, um, maybe seven or eight, uh, my brother and I used to watch <clears throat> VH one and MTV when my parents weren't around because we weren't allowed to watch it back then. Um, very, my parents were strict about that stuff. Uh, but when you know, we got a chance to watch it. Uh, we watched, you know, videos. And one of the videos we loved to watch was the, um, it was the, uh, call me Al, the, uh, Paul Simon song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what it's called. You can call me Al. And uh and then when I got older, I actually listened to that Graceland album and that that album to me is one of the most I think that's probably my absolute favorite Paul Simon album out of all of Paul Simon, uh, you know, Simon and Garfunkel included, because he he went to Africa and he went to Africa at a very tumultuous time and and uh, met up with some musicians um, and they got grooves going and all that kind of thing. And he wrote this record and his attitude about the the album Graceland was, you know, I don't I can do whatever I want because ever since, you know, the the early days of my career, I've been writing hit after hit after hit after hit and he did except for the the very last album he did before that was actually his first flop there were no hits i think it was called something in bones uh album and it was very forgettable so he's like you know what i'm just gonna go do what i want and he did and that that graceland album came out and what that album does to me just the 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 different music and the instrumentation and the way the musicians, his backup musicians, and the way the band performed, um, the bass, the the fretless bass player, um, they they were mostly African. The the uh, the folks on the record, the musicians, and they were they were amazing. So I, I absolutely love that music. So you get a little bit of African culture uh, music culture in with one of the best songwriters of all time, arguably, of course. And, and, uh, one thing that I learned new about that album is, uh, just watching a documentary is that, uh, the elderly or elderly, the Everly, (laughs) the elderly brothers, the Everly brothers were actually, uh, backup singers on the song, uh, Going to Graceland? No Graceland. way! No, I didn't know that's that. crazy. Yeah, wow. The Everly Brothers were wow. It, if you, I thought that was you Jimmy Chase. It, no, <laughs> if you oh, listen okay. to it carefully, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that is the Everly Brothers." Because huh. wow, him and that's him cool. and Simon and you know Simon and Garfunkel were really good friends with them because uh, they were their uh, idols when they were young, you know. So, huh. um, but yeah, that it just that uh, so I'm. I haven't finished the Under African Skies, which is one of the names of the songs on that album, but I'm currently um, watching that documentary, so I'm going to finish that tonight after the podcast. But nice. I, had a so grudge, yeah, kind of, I had
3: a grudge against him for a long time.
1: Oh, Paul Simon?
3: Yeah, he married Edie Buchal.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's like totally
3: ruined my whole you know, teenage fantasy. Dude, that,
1: um, I mean, that album, it just i don't know the, the music on that album is timeless to me to my own personal taste so once i get a taste of that album i i obsess over it for a while and then i shelve it and move on but yeah that this week that's that album's got me pretty tied down hawa, hawa. listening to it all the time yep good stuff well. there's only one one band member left in that in the original Graceland band, and it's that bass player I was talking about. It's kind of ah, sad; they've all hmm. died. I mean, you see Paul wow. Simon now; he's super old and really, really old. Yeah, but he's super so, old so, I still have a chance really, at really, Edie really Brickell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Billy, you got a chance? A, I still have a
3: chance with Edie Brickell? What, a, what she, about a, she likes crusty
0: old men? Apparently, why not? <laughs> what about you, Tad? Uh, well, I actually have kind of taken a little bit of a forced break from um, playing mm. uh, over the last, I guess, maybe like the last couple of weeks just because um, I, I've had so much to do between uh, Flint effects and the, the guitar knobs and, and and just even just sorting out other band stuff. And, and um, I, I needed to focus on that but I also wanted to give myself just a little bit of time so I didn't get and I think I mentioned this before so I wasn't playing this you know just kind of picking yeah. up where I left off um, but I have been super busy because now we have in our Copper Sound flashlights for the Grand Poobahs mm. and I got I just picked up a batch of t-shirts so um, we're, we're stocked again
4: because
0: I've, I've felt bad because it's like people have been like hey where's you know i'm like it's coming it's coming i promise so uh yeah. for those who have been uh not too many waiting uh, but uh we are all stocked up and you know that just takes a it takes a bunch of you know stuff to manage yes all the show stuff and everything so Plus, I've, I think I've been taking a break. That.
2: i think taking a break keeps you from getting too burned out on stuff yeah, too yeah you've been
3: you've been you've been yeah. working hard Tom. Thanks, man. Yeah. 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 Well, you I created
0: this monster, bro. Well, got, uh, there, there's a couple of other monsters it. that I'm, <laughs> I've birthed <laughs> that I still am like, oh, <laughs> crap. I got to So, um, anyways, nice. Yeah. And and then that coinciding <clears throat> with, like I said, the launch of uh, the Flint Effects thing, which was, you know, uh, it's still happening. So, it's, a, it's yeah. an interesting thing. Like, I've never done this before. What do we do? I bought him a box cutter.
3: You did just for all just, those things that he's doing. Nice, yeah,
0: thank you, Billy. It's a super nice one too. My goodness. Yeah, you yeah, could take it yeah. on an airplane. That's like a German one or something. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could, yeah. cut Swiss you could army probably cut a cutter. hole in an airplane with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's really cool, really fun, awesome times. We need to. I wanted to thank, oh, yeah, Tour Gear Design,
2: cables. Yeah,
3: they are Me awesome. Too. They, they are,
2: I mean, and I'm being totally honest here. They are. We always are. And, and yeah, I mean, I'm, we fool around a little bit, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm being totally honest. I have been using these, I think, probably since we had them on, a, on the show. That's correct. And, um, in fact, I've got to get another order together because I'm putting a secondary board together. Um, note to self. Um, but, anyhow, uh, these cables are flat the ends are tiny and you creepy. can i mean i i honestly believe that you could squeeze maybe an extra pedal or two on a board for if sure. you use these for sure for uh Mini instead pedals. of typical pancake cables these things are, are are really good and they're priced i think very affordably
0: and if you're putting together a pedal board, it is a no-brainer. You really yeah, do yeah. have to check these out. And yes. period end of story it's like, just do it, just do it. So the go over to bulk is better. That is right.
2: So you go over to Tour Gear Designs, and uh, fill out a big, big, big order. When you get down to the checkout, you go down to the uh, coupon code and you enter in the guitar knobs, all one word, all lowercase, and you're going to save an extra ten percent on your entire order and you'll get these things fast they come out of canada i don't know how they get them here faster than our normal postal service but they seem to show up within days so that's that's my glowing endorsement tour gear designs thanks for sponsoring where we would normally have a four on the floor but today it's just four of us
0: yakking about our guitar heroes that is correct so let's get uh, on with that, shall we? Because I think this is a, a really fun topic. Um, and, you know, immediately when we said, let's do our guitar guitar heroes, it's like, we, we talked about what are some, do we have rules for this? Mm. Because this is not an untrodden upon topic. Yes. It has been trod. Trod and retrod. Maybe retrod too many times. But... In the interest of not necessarily making the definitive list, this is, like, ones that we believe to be um, the best in our set, in our mythical lineup. I
2: mean, everybody's going to probably be influenced a little bit differently here. And some of the names you recognize, some of the names you might not recognize. But um, I think the important thing here is we're just going to talk about people that affect the way that we play people that we admire, people that we respect because of how they pl- how they play.
0: I mean, it's this is this is going to be fun. It is. It is. And uh, you know we kind of semi put a couple limits on things whether we are adhering to that uh, ultimately de- depends but I think when we first start out we're like okay, if we just rail off, you know, the givens. It's, yeah, uh, we, we all acknowledge that. Yes. Um. So that was a a an initial parameter, but we'll see how the show goes. Yeah, let's just see. Uh, I was reluctant to that, but. I well, think I can, no, I can. let's I can. just whoa, go whoa, in. Whoa, so, whoa. are we going to do this? Are we going to do one at a time? One at a time. Okay. Like like Christmas gifts. Like Christmas. Okay. All right. Um, Who's first? I'm going to say Billy. Why don't you start? Okay,
3: I would be glad to. (laughs) My, uh, one of my, well, he's no longer living, but uh, one of my most recent uh, and uh, also one of my most sustaining over the years, guitar heroes, Syl Sylvain from the New York Dolls. New York Dolls. Okay. Um, The New York Dolls had two guitarists. That is true. The one that always gets mentioned is Johnny Thunders. That is right? correct. He's got the name right. He's got that you know, crazy you know, <laughs> attack <laughs> and style right. But to me, he's perfectly balanced out by Syl Sylvain. Yes. And they play off of each other. And Syl is is a lot. Uh, to me, he's a lot more musical. He definitely is. Um, he's a lot more clever with his chord um, structures and creations. Um, he's clever how he creates those chords at different spots on the guitar neck, mm-hmm. um, and makes them very rhythmic yeah. and, and very melodic at the same time.
2: He is, he's definitely a, so. a, a super versatile rhythm guitar player, yeah, yeah, and and.
0: And fills pretty, in, pretty, fills, yeah, yeah, and a good lead, player, good lead too. player too. But as a songwriter, like, yeah, I I, yeah, I totally agree yeah, with that. And, yeah. I, let just get, We're gonna have to do another one where we're just mentioning, um, the who who maybe is a collective list, not a collective list, uh, a collective list of, the, greatest rhythm players. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not a bad idea. Not you know what idea. I mean? Because that's not a, a bad that's idea. that's not necessarily who's often seen as a right. quote unquote hero. Right. But I Billy to you and me, right. like I'm, right. uh, you know, yeah. Our list would look very well, similar. I think. You
3: know, I mean, I uh, when I play guitar. Okay, so to to kind of support this uh, reasoning for Phil being one of my heroes is that. In bands, I, I love two guitar bands, okay? And I love playing rhythm, and I love playing lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really tell you which one I like more. Maybe it is lead playing, or maybe it is rhythm playing, but um, I like the interplay between guitarists, and and not all guitarists can do it. And I think Sil Sylvain is one of those just... Perfect players, yeah. Because he can pull it off. He he can throw in the riffs where, you know, Johnny's not necessarily thinking about, you know, yeah. that 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 little piece that needs to go in there, that little snippet. So a perfect example is the song "Looking for a Kiss." Yeah. Um, and throughout the whole thing, is just laying down a cool line. He's throwing in little there is a really great riffs. back. Yeah, it's just he's thing. painting he's painting uh to me it's like he's painting the landscape for everybody else to play upon, mm. you know. He's um and he's just creating such beautiful and stuff. Yeah. You know? That's, so, I think that's,
2: that's great. Yep. And he looks nice in ladies' clothes too.
3: And <laughs> the late and the ladies love how he looks in clothes too. Oh my God! So I saw him live one time at, at a real small local venue down here called Bernie's Bagels. Ah. Uh, he was doing a special, a one-off show with Glenn uh, Medlock, uh, oh, the, yeah. the original bass player for Sex Pistols. Right? Right. Okay. And they were both playing acoustic guitar that night. But um, after the show, you know, I was gonna go up and say hi to Sil. You know, I was like, well. I'm- five feet from him I should say something to him I could not get closer than five feet (laughs) because he's just surrounded by a mob of girls just like loving on him just like it's like what is it with this guy you know but he you know I obviously obviously uh, I'm just like all the other girls out there (laughs) and I love him you know it's like yeah yeah he's just he's just got this you know this little buzz of a, a personality charisma. yeah yeah well let me a can, I, so,
2: can I just share a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. quick story because yeah. I took my daughter this is probably 20 25 years ago uh, to borders books mm. and Sylvain was doing um, uh, a quickie tour get out of here really on acoustic guitar and uh, he played. Like a you know a 10, 12 song set at Borders bookstore. Oh, wow! And I had my daughter with me, so I, I bought his new album that was or CD that was out, and I took it up, asked if he could sign it, and he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, Is this your yeah. is this your daughter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, Yeah, it's my daughter. And you know, I said, This is Sylvain Sylvain, and this is Rachel. And uh, he says, I just want to thank you for bringing your daughter. <laughs> not in a not in a creepy way. No, no, right, right. But he was like <laughs> he was really like appreciative. appreciative How yeah. much yeah. for your daughter? How yeah. much for your wife? No, 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 no. He he was very
3: cool. Yeah, yeah. He's like that. I mean he he because he's he seems genuinely interested in sharing music with people and yeah. with generations and keeping it going. You yeah. Know?
0: That's just the way That's he a does good one, Billy. Ah yeah. all right. Jared, why don't you go? Truthfully.
1: The style that I play has, you know, is because of, you know, two easy low hanging fruits, which I won't talk about, but I will mention. Oh, just Jimmy go ahead, Page and them. Mention them. Well, well, you know, you know, Jimmy Page and Slash. Okay, but you know, just yeah. in the spirit of, you know, being a little different and not having a repetitive subject on the show, which I do respect. Uh, I'm going to say Mick Ralphs. Mick Ralphs, ah. uh, mm. lead guitar player of Bad Company. Yep. He wasn't—he wasn't like a huge, you know, huge. Uh, oh, what do you say? Like a big solo-y type guy. But the the way he played the power chords, yeah. it, it wasn't a normal, everyday Nirvana power chord that he played. He actually uh, worked out, and I can't really explain it verbally, so I'm sorry. But if you ever go on YouTube and listen to how he he does, like can't get enough of your love, how that power chord and how the chord structures are played on that song it's really uh intriguing um and he he plays something way different than what paul did so you've you've got this it just sounds two-dimensional instead of just maybe this you know deciphering if there's two guitar playing guitars playing or or not excuse me um it's easy to tell that there are so just his innovative way uh, of playing chords and uh, and yet still um, carrying the lead as well is something that I've always looked up to and respected. And I did see them live in 1999 when they they did their tour when they first got the original members back together. And uh, you know, in in hindsight, and I or in uh, I'm I'm really really glad i went to that because since then the bass players died and and mick is in bad shape now mm. he doesn't travel much i don't even know if he plays anymore but yeah mick ralph's man i mean if you you listen to the early bad company you'll see why so nice okay.
2: that's a good choice
0: excellent, excellent. Yeah. all right Ooh. tony
2: well I, I mean i would say my one of my hugest influences um would be pete townsend from the who so that that's oh, kind of an God, that, that's yeah. like an obvious the attack I mean,
3: with the right yeah, hand. He, i right
2: mean hand. when it comes yeah. down to it i mean a lot of the and i consider myself more of a rhythm guitar player um and and i've always been impressed with that the driving sound i mean you know when you think of the who you had townsend on rhythm guitar and you had uh John Ent whistle on lead bass, <laughs> and, right? And it's and they they kind of you know you know changed took turns playing rhythm and lead between just those two instruments, uh, but there's something you know, just his 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 style, the guitars that he played. I mean. I, and he just, you know, the win, the windmill, you know, the I mean, yeah. things like that that just added the to the landscape.
3: white jumper suit. He had a wicked right hand, man. He could he could attack a string like not. It was yeah. Like, yeah. How do you not break a string every time you hit the string? It's like,
2: well, okay, you I mean, know, there's, you know, you can see his hands after yeah. some of the shows, just and he power, would he power. just literally chewed his hands yeah. up on, yeah. on by hitting the string. So he didn't care.
1: It no, it was just normal. It was everyday business
2: for him. That's true. Awesome. and yeah. if if Keith but hadn't so, blown
3: up his drum set and <laughs> you know, but he did it. could have heard. It, it wasn't I, I, like he was just like smacking at it. He was like very extremely accurate. Like, oh yeah, I without mean, a doubt. You know, it was like that pick yeah. would hit that string, and it was like at. You know, it's like how a golfer hits hits the ball with perfectly Accurately. with that. The, yeah. You know that yeah. the angle of the club head just—it's like yeah. his pick Unless hits the string, and it's yeah. just like, oh my god, how do you how do you make that happen? You know, it's yeah. just,
2: it's insane. So yeah, even on his solo work, I mean, the stuff that he does, and he, and it, honestly, I think his guitar skills have improved the, the order that he that he got. I mean, he listened to some of the early Who stuff. It was a lot more thrash about and, you know, not so much on the solo side of things. But, you know, by the time he got in, you know, into the 70s and the 80s, 90s, I mean, he's he's become, you know, a, a, an incredibly talented uh, guitar player and an inspiration to many people.
0: I love that. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And that's, that's also one it's like, yeah, you can get behind that. And it's not necessarily what is sort of like, I guess you could call maybe a second or third tier guitar god. Oh, no, he's, you know? he's top tier. There's okay, another, there's top another, tier. Yeah. yeah, he is. Okay. He's just not as talked about
1: as like your Jimmy Page or but your But that, that's uh, what slap. I'm trying to
0: say. That's what I'm trying <laughs> right. to say.
1: Right.
0: So uh didn't say it very well. When I say top tier, bottom tier, I'm saying like, Okay, the first five that you mentioned. Right. That's not, he's not probably going to be in that, but soon thereafter. Mm, Yeah. What about you, Todd? It's your turn. Okay. Yeah. I have uh, mentioned many times a couple of my top ones, which I think everybody probably can say, okay, here's number one, here's number two, and here's number three. And you probably all got it right. Yes. Okay. And I'll just mention them to just get it out of the way. Yeah. I think maybe... We can check our answers. Three of my most... Quickly. Influentials. Okay? Yes. Billy Duffy. <laughs> yep. Billy Zoom. Yep.
3: The Oasis guy.
0: Noel. No. I'll <laughs> just leave it there.
3: Okay, okay. I'll just leave it there. Okay. okay. All right, oh!
0: All right, all right. right. Surprises with a, th- a third okay. or fourth or a fifth. Uh, when I was thinking about this list, for me, the qualifications were more like, if I'm listening... I'm I'm like playing with them in my head. Like I know where every little nuance is. Every little bend, every like, oh, here comes a paracord Oh, you know, with the ones where I turn it up as we're driving, you know, and i say, Oh, listen to this bit, listen to this bit. And for me, one of one of the absolute top there is Dave Navarro. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, he's a good one. That's a good one. And choice. you know, it's weird because he, nice. Like uh, a lot of people have, you know, I guess, in, as I've talked about this with other people, they, there's almost a pass off because it's like flashy stuff, right? Right. For lack of better terms, but as as Billy was mentioning, he likes dual guitar bands. I tend to sit in the pocket of like single player bands, and he is able to carry songs to such heights and take them to places where you think like i mean a perfect example is like you know going three days from you know from their, their third album uh is like it's it's epic and it just keeps getting how, how can you go three crescendos up from the first one and and he's a large largely you know responsible for doing that as one of the four of the band mm. um and I also think it it ha- it must be difficult to carry so much of that guitar because when you think about it it's like th- it's constantly moving and shaping and going they don't go like here's a ver- here's, here's a res-. you know it's it's it's, it, it, it's yeah. so much looser yeah. than that um I think forante is another a person who who's able to do yeah. that really well yeah. but I gravitated more towards Towards the power of uh, of Navarro on that one, yeah, good pick. And um, I'm like, I'm being I'm able I'm to mix at the time, you know, like the LA metal and the and the, uh, and LA funk, and also like some some real like deeper like soul stuff, and, and just a freaking flawless player, man. It's just fantastic. Nice, yeah, nice. That's a good choice. And tasty effects to go. Oh, with Oh yeah. yeah. I mean. I, I, and nobody been... else sounds like him. Nope. Can, nobody else nope. can sound like him.
3: It's even, really, even weird, if, right. Even if you choose the same effects, you, just, you can't sound like him.
0: If yeah. you can pick it's those so out, hard. there's, yeah. um, you know, uh, I don't know. There, there's, there's one trick on pigs and zen that he does that I still am like I don't even know. How, I, I don't know how this happens, but it, it sounds like if you if you uh, put a wah into a Leslie speaker. You know, it's like, it wow, like, how did this happen? You know, and I, that would always, like, amazed me when I was <laughs> listening younger. And, and, um, nice. and what a spectacle, on, you know, on yeah. stage. So, anyways. Nice. Dave Navarro. I like that. I like there. that. And these are, by the way, I, uh, we, we've got lists in front of us. So, it's not like we just said, well, these are the three, da-da-da-da. Yeah. It's like we're crossing people off going, how can I cross this person off? It's not fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How about you got another one for us, Jared? Of course. So
1: well, wait, wait, wait. well we we well we can go, go back. We we'll can okay. go back to oh, Billy. back to Billy. Oh. Back to
3: Billy. Ah, oh. oh. okay. Okay. Um, all right. So oh, this, Billy was first. Yeah. This one. I'm sorry, reversed. Billy. That's okay. That's really okay. That's okay. No, no Billy. Um, okay. Ahead, Billy. So uh, bear with me on this one. Uh, this is this is a little bit of a deep dive because it's not that well known. If, if he's known at all. But to me, he's my hero, Mick Green from the Pirates. Okay. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Uh, he's, he's in the vein of players, English, British players, um, like along with Wilco Johnson with Dr. Feelgood, um, or uh, Chris Spedding, played mm-hmm. with like uh, Brian Ferry. Everybody. And some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, But Mick Green was one of those players – uh, who, he was in a single guitar player band, okay, but he played rhythm and lead simultaneously. And mm-hmm. he had a way of doing it, kind of like Terry Kath in Chicago, but he had, um, he had this, um, it was just a percussive way of keeping the rhythm going, but then always pulling off a lick, you know, you know that had some melodic mm-hmm. flavor to it in the middle of it. And um, so one of my favorite songs that he appears on is You Don't Own Me. And he's just got this cool growl going, you know, the whole time. Um, And again, it's kind of like how Wilco Johnson does uh, the song She Does It Right. Um, But so that's your homework uh, listeners out I, there, okay. I the deep dive somewhere. into Mick Green with Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. Uh, um, they play with uh, Johnny Kidd was their frontman for many years, and then after that, the bass player took over the, the lead singer role. role. they from, um, from Pittsburgh across <laughs> just um, um, across the, yeah, there, yeah, across the, the other sea yeah no. oh that's funny yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, did it, it, it no. wasn't really that's why that's why you didn't get it that's why i didn't even you know climb up that mountain yeah. um all right so and then uh and wilco johnson dr feelgood yeah yeah okay there you Wait, go that's
0: both of them i know well there, it's, you, because they played together or, no that was the no. homework assignment <laughs> That was a, the was, the they were both design.
3: British British players, okay. Right. Yeah. And they were well respected by, uh, you know, like Roger Daltrey did a did a an album with Wilko Johnson, and uh, and Mick Green was like one of so Wilco are you on, Johnson's heroes. Are you okay, on so. two
0: and three? He was assigning homework. We have to listen to Mick Green because
3: I, I mentioned. But while you're
2: listening to Mick Green.
3: You yeah, might okay, as well listen okay, to yeah, Wilco yeah, right. Johnson. So, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just checking. Yeah. Him. I'm okay. just
2: trying to get the straight. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Now, Jared. Now, say. Jared. Go ahead, Jared. Thank you. All
1: right. So, a guy from Akron, Ohio, Joe Walsh. Ah. Oh. Oh. Joe Walsh, um, he may not be known for, you know, super fast, impressive technical playing, However, his riffs that he's come up with, um, you know, during his solo work and with the Eagles, uh, I've always had a, a deep respect for. Yeah. Like uh, "Life in the Fast Lane." I yep. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he came up with that riff, and I think that was a a practice a practicing lick. I think you're right. And I could, and yeah, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure. Sh- but if I'm wrong, forgive me. But um, but he, if you watch him even play live in some of the old film in the Eagles, you can, you can tell how he, uh, really enjoys playing the leads and it, you could see the expression on his face where it, it's joy and, and he's happy and he's really into it. So when you watch somebody that really likes what they're doing and they sound really good at it, you have a, uh. I certainly have a respect for that, especially if you like what they're playing. Joe Walsh to me is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, life in the Fast Lane and Life's and, uh, been good.
2: Bam, Life's been good.
1: I mean that that song's full of full of old licks and stuff like that. It's 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 great music. So yeah, he's he's well respected in my book.
4: Nice.
1: Joe Walsh. Nice. nice.
2: Tanya. Can I elaborate on Joe, Joe Walsh for yeah, a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. please. So yeah. Joe was originally he was he grew up in, in Columbus, yeah. literally a block up from where my shop is. Yeah. Wow. And uh he was in town apparently, this is back about five, ten, maybe fifteen years ago. And um he uh he he was trying to find the house that he grew up in. And apparently he was bopping up and down over fences and backyards and things. (laughs) Finally, the owner of the house came out and says, "Uh, can I help you? Uh-huh. Now you can imagine <laughs> Joe Walsh, you know, stumbling down the alley and Puppet up, up at yeah, his driveway. <laughs> and he sounds like a homeless guy. <laughs> he, he says, hey. he says, I grew up here, man. You know, can I check it out? And the guy said, kind of hesitated. And he says, no, I'm Joe Walsh. See the, see the limo down there. That's, that's my car. And finally the, the guy kind of recognized him and, and he, you know, just popped in and checked out the yeah. house and, And um, later that evening, uh, another limo shows up and uh, the driver knocks on the door and says, uh, uh, Mr. Walsh requests your presence at at the show tonight. Uh, He has these front stage passes. Hop in the limo. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Steve and Lisa. Yeah. 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 Right on. So that's uh, that's that's kind of a cool
0: kind of a super cool down home kind of guy. Uh, He's a down-home kind of
3: guy. Glenn Schwartz was his his hero. Oh, really? He was one of the James gang. Yeah. Early players. Yeah. yeah. But um, also a Cleveland guitar player. Wow. Yeah. And as time goes on, Joe looks more and more like Glenn. <laughs> so that's another homework assignment. Glenn yeah. Schwartz.
0: <laughs> Excellent. That's right. our homework. Yeah. So you guys didn't guess the other Billy, but it was... So my th- my three Billies. That's my that's my show. <laughs> that's your show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Billy Zoom, Billy Corgan and Billy Duffy like oh my, Billy Corgan. Oh, oh, I need a, okay. like a painting of that. Yeah, like the Corgan. Are The Holy Trinity. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah
2: he is. Can I can I give Mike he's good choice man. now?
0: Well, that was yeah yeah. I, I was just,
2: elaborating on Joe Wall. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. You hurt my feelings every time, Todd.
0: Every time. I I am a I'm a. Just a, a ox. Go ahead. This, one, this, this
2: one is going to probably surprise many people. Many people at this table. Okay. Um, Andy Partridge
0: from XTC. No, that doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, he's on my short list.
3: Oh.
2: That's true.
0: Really? Oh, uh, I, I mean, in addition
2: to being probably one of the best hmm. pop song writers in the world, um, I, I, I watched, he has a couple of YouTube videos on, you know, Andy teaches you to play songs and I sat there and in addition to using a lot of alternative tunings and things, his technique is just unbelievable. And he just explains it like, oh, well you just do this, this, and this, and then this. And you're sitting there trying to figure out what exactly is he doing there? And, um... And I just love—I mean, the fact that he, you know, the band XTC is probably one of my all-time favorite bands, because in addition to Andy Partridge, you had Colin Moulding, who, in my opinion, is probably one of the best bass players out there. Um, it's it's sad that they won't play together anymore, but you know, yeah. that's just the way that it goes sometimes. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I love that band, and I I, I mean the 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 guitar work
0: that. Andy they Partridge were like the does. rush of the alternative scene, uh, in the sense that it was their music was heady. It, it was like it was it was musically like pretty advanced. Oh yeah, I mean, it,
2: it's that's, it's, what, I, that's musically. what I mean. Yeah, yeah musically, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like Beatles on steroids.
0: Yeah. yeah, or or like you know, Rush for. Alternative, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, I actually
0: I, I remember mentioning on the show quite a bit earlier. There's a song by them um, from uh, Drums and Wires mm. that is called uh, "Complicated Game." And if you if you can lock your if you if you have a drive an uninterrupted drive, listen to "Complicated Game." Off of drums and wires and you got to turn it up because the beginning is like it's real quiet and the just from a song standpoint like I I don't know how someone sets out to go oh I'm gonna write a song and it's gonna sound like this because it's like it's a, it's kind of an anti song but the build on it is just absolutely gonzo and the tension that he creates that they create is is really phenomenal on top of that, I think something that they were known for, and this is where I go back to the Rush thing too, their lyrics were very, very intelligent and sort of whatever they said, there was like a sub meaning to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in, the, in a complicated game, you should, if you listen to it, and especially if you if you listen to the or look at the lyrics, it it, it has. Real human relevance, and you're just like, dang, that, these guys hit it on the head. It's pretty great. Highly recommend it. Nice. Okay. Next um, choice. Yes. So let me write that, this down. Any partridge? That's really cool that you dropped, that you, that you picked him. Um, okay. My second is I'm looking at him actually right now. Me? No, Tony, <laughs> you know it. And and Billy, you're you're a guitar, guitar hero of mine in a different sense. <laughs> Truly. I love I stand, I I always go to your what? shows. You know I'm always there yeah, and I'm always taking true. pictures this and I'm always true. rooting for you. But again, if I think about who if I'm listening to, whether I'm consciously listening to or not, I'm right I'm like playing with them. Uh because I I I like I've memorized all of the little subtleties and everything. That's when I think, you know, you're like, that's my guy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So number two is Johnny Marr. Ah, that's a good one. He was on my list, actually, but um, I'll cross him off. I, I mean, he set the, set the tone for a, a lot of music in the early 80s, and, I mean, he kind of created a, his own... Method of doing this and and doing the music, which is like, I'm gonna not play the I'm gonna play the chords, but not in a altogether. I'm gonna pick all the chords out. Yeah, and, and rhythmically, it, what, I mean rhythmically. I mean, just the 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 th- the things that he came up with, the phrasings and the, you know, being bold enough to 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 create things in, in I guess an alt rock scene, whatever that was. You know, you could say earlier that. In the middle of a of a song, could go like so sweet and so soft, and then so dark, and then so bright, and He was all over the place, oh, yeah. but he put them all together. And the discography that they have is just. Mm. I mean, you can listen to it for a very long time. And the fact that he's still playing, you know. I mean, I went saw him when, when he came here a couple of years ago. I'd love for him to come back, um, but I I really love listening to him play guitar. Johnny. That's Mark. that's a good choice. And, that, and as I said, he's on my list too. We're all writing things down furiously. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's go back to Billy. Okay. Um all right.
3: This one is a this one's a little this isn't another double. Okay. And I'm only saying this because <laughs> they do appear on one album together. And the album is Mambo Sinuendo. Which is Rcuter and Manuel Galban ah okay, so um Manuel Galban is a Cuban player, mm-hmm. and Racuter is American, but he's done a lot of different um world type you know um arrangements and, and, and collaborations with people. Now, was he was, but that Rycouder, part, was yeah.
2: he part of the Buena Vista social Club?
3: Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. Yep, did that whole thing, yeah. Yeah, um, so just a lot of like... Um, how can I describe it? Um, it's simple, but it's also ethereal. Um, Cooter does a lot of things with like just a... Um, a simple, flat guitar, strung on the top, a uh, simple bridge, real old-school single-coil pickups, and he just gets it to sing. You know, kind of like Jeff Beck can just make the strings sing. Yeah. Ry Cooter has just a, a certain feel, a touch. Yeah. Especially on that album. Um now some of his other stuff maybe a little more, I don't know. A little different flavors. He does a lot of different flavors, but I guess maybe that's his strength is just flavor. Mm-hmm. It's flavor. Okay. How about that? That sounds good. So I try I try to do things like that when I play guitar too. You know, it's like throwing in some of those some of those things that just um Carry the emotion of the music And um, Not necessarily standing out And jumping in your face But um, become essential to the song
0: Nice I like your style, Billy That's why we're friends (laughs) Jared
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to Go acoustic on this one And uh, somebody I talked about early Is Paul Simon Bob Denver (laughs)
2: Gilligan! Uh, You're thinking John Denver. No,
0: Bob Denver. Oh, Bob Denver. Yeah, Gilligan was a fantastic player. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I, said, I didn't know that. No, I, I said Paul Simon. Paul Simon, yes. Back to Paul Simon. I think Gilligan played the ukulele. <laughs> okay. Paul yeah. Simon. You already Gilligan.
3: said Paul Simon. Okay, go ahead.
0: No, I,
1: I talked about Paul Simon in the album for my guitar. Yeah, the, my yeah, yeah, yeah. big guitar thing of the week. No, Paul Simon, the reason, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. And when I think of him as a guitar player, I don't think of him uh, on this album at all. I his really early stuff that he came out with, really early, um, like not, three
2: a.m. Are you, are you talking about the his uh, Simon, and Simon and Garfunkel? Simon like, and Garfunkel, okay.
1: Wednesday three or 2, three a.m. Is that the
2: album? Uh something but like the, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the really early stuff you can his he. Is a fantastic acoustic guitar player, really good, mm-hmm. and uh, the melodies that he plays and all that kind of thing, and, and his style that I've never been able to master. If you try to play like him on like a simple, just a simple song like uh, um, "The Boxer," it's really hard to play. Like I can't finger pick like that. I I can finger pick right, but not, not proficiently to that like this how the song goes so i really respect the way he plays and, and what he's written just you know for acoustic guitar to accompany his singing
2: no i agree uh, i mean his that,
1: that, that sticks out to me
2: his i mean in, in terms of sing, singer songwriters i mean you'd be hard pressed to you know, keep him off of the top five list. I mean, he is really quite good. I mean, and, and you're right. This, the, what he was playing in this finger picking style, uh, is, is really, um, uh, you know, something to be envious of, at least for me.
1: And you know what's interesting too? He plays that. I don't know if, if you guys have ever noticed he's got a black Yamaha that he's had for like 40 years, and yeah. it, um uh, and it sure. sounds so good. Yeah. It's like, I I want to see if they sell those models. You know what I mean, or if you can find one of those, or if it was just made for him. You know, he also but, um, he
2: played a lot of the small-bodied guilds like the F twenties and the M twenties. Uh, yeah. In the in the early days, so he he was a yeah. he was a guild. They looked guy. like
0: full size on him. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, you know how he kept those so nice for so long. How? Because he has multiple ones. Uh, I don't no, know. He, he takes really good care of the guitars. He, he puts Simon Eyes yeah. on them. Uh, <laughs> hey, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Tony. It's Paul's side. Uh, yeah. Uh,
2: this might surprise some people, but maybe not. Uh, Glenn Campbell. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. Glenn Campbell, in ah. terms of great songwriters, as well as great guitar players. Um, He, you know, was part of the original Wrecking Crew. Uh, Wrecking Crew were the backing musicians for umpteen million hits, including the Beach Boys and... Tommy Tedesco. Yeah, and Tommy Tedesco was part of that group. Carol Kay, I mean, mean, there were some really incredible players in that group. But the thing that I found interesting... um, about Glenn is he could not read music. Like me. Like you and like me. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. so, Glenn Campbell. So he'd be in the wrecking, you know, they'd be in a session and they'd put music down in front of him. And, you know, of course, his cats like Tommy Tedesco and all these, you know, they're just absorbing it. And he would say, can somebody just play this for me once? so i know what's what's going on and he, and then from that one time playing and he would he'd
0: figure play it out, better than all of them <laughs>
2: yeah yeah and then you know after that he went on to do uh, some incredible solo work he had a tv show back in the 70s um, but i i've always admired his uh the guitar playing that he's done and um, you know th- there's uh was it an old Gaia tone no it was an old uh, might have been an old ibanez that he I mean you, there's some photos of him with it in his uh, in his early days and it's just this yeah kind of a cheapy looking uh japanese guitar but weird pickups on it and weird yeah and but he you know he made that thing sound incredible so so Glenn Campbell was on my list. All right,
1: he he played Ovation too, and um, actually he he was, came he was around, yeah
2: the he winner yeah he was actually one of the first endorsees yeah. of the um, uh, of the Ovation electric acoustics. Um, he
1: would play William Tell Overture on that. Yes, and perform it Yeah. back in his cocaine days, I think.
3: <laughs> well. <laughs> Personal failings before I got fried (laughs) on the line, yeah, in Wichita. Wichita,
0: Wichita line, man. (laughs) Uh, All right, Uh, okay. So I think I
3: I had one more burning one. Okay, since I I, I played out some obscure ones, oh, oh, okay, Uh, go ahead. All
0: right, all right. right. We we, we can go four.
3: Can we go four? Yeah, if we have time, let's do do it. We got
0: some time. Let's go four. (laughs) Top four. All right. Did you do your third one yet, Todd? I, I'm about to do my third one. Okay. And in the, in the series of singular guitar players who are carrying, okay, um, John Squire from Stone Roses.
4: Mm. Who
0: is that band. If you're not familiar with the Stone Roses. More homework. They, the homework. They basically kicked off the entire... Um, for lack of better terms, what was termed, uh, Brit, uh, Brit rock for whatever, you know, say there.
2: Neo Brit rock.
0: Yes. The second way. Uh, yes. I guess you could say in the, in the, uh, late eighties and into the early Canadian 90s. Brit rock <laughs> yeah, Right. Um, <laughs> and he's not, uh, a, uh, he's not a, 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 huge presence, but he's a quiet presence on stage. And the the musicianship of of the three people actually playing the music and then Ian Brown singing those three guys playing together was was they made remarkable music and they just absolutely ignited an entire wave of 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 music like that when you listen to his his stuff. You're not sitting there going, oh, here comes the expected guitar part. He tastily worked in riffs that didn't override the song. His solos weren't just going on because, you know, we got to fill time and here's the solo. He, he was really, really thoughtful and tasteful with the the playing that he did. And if you took his music out of the song, you'd be like, Wait, where'd the whole song go? But if you put it back in, you can't. You don't say, "Oh, this is I, I, this is a John Squire song." It, it, so I think to the point that Billy made a little bit earlier, it's like it's it's an indescribable ness of the of the band's um, character that, that that he's he's um, very much responsible for and. You know, if you if you listen to the beginning of a song and and you you can hear in the first couple notes, you're like, I know exactly what this is. I know yeah. exactly what this is, because they were they were unique. They weren't just you know. I'm
2: gonna have to re-listen
0: to that because oh, yeah. I, I
2: haven't I haven't listened to those guys for twenty years. Who knows?
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. I love good choice. Playing. Yeah,
2: huh. oh, okay. unexpected choice. Thank, Thank
3: you. you for that. Yeah,
0: insight. and he's guy, right, too.
3: Yeah. i have I have to I, have to, I have to listen it
0: more. Oh yeah,
3: of that. that's good.
0: Um, all right, Billy. Last, final, final fourth. Okay, my fourth round. round.
3: Okay, and, and this one it re- really is probably more obvious than any of them. Mick Mars. I love. Oh. Well, I, 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 lo- I love Planet Telecaster, um, and my uh, one of my uh, very first influences for Planet Tele was Pete Anderson with Dwight Yoakam. Mm. Ah. Pete Anderson, okay, um, he, he did a lot of the arrangements and producing and musical direction for Dwight Yoakam, was Dwight Yoakam's original guitar player through many, many years, Yeah. Um, and he uh, just has, uh, he's got the traditional um, uh, country picking sound. Mm-hmm. Along the lines of uh, Buck Owens and the Buckaroos, yeah. like Don Rich and some of those guys. In fact, I actually have a, I have a Telecaster that belonged to one of the Buckaroos. Wow, uh, Jerry Brightman, who oh, was the Don... pedal? No, 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 I don't have a Don Rich Deli, which <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But this one was actually by Jerry Brightman, who ah, was okay. the pedal steel guitar player. If it was sat but, adjacent yeah. to. So Don it never Rich. actually appeared with Buck. <laughs> well, yeah, He was owned by one of the Buckaroos. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Pete Anderson, it's, and I he just, has just...
2: he has at least three or four signature uh,
3: Reverend models. Oh yeah, true. Reverend guitars, true. And I've so. seen him solo. Uh, with a couple different, um, totally different acts. One was on his Telecaster. Another one was on one of his um, the hollow bodies. Yeah, know. yeah.
2: They. Uh, I think we might have seen him um, at, at one of the Nam shows at the at one of the Reverend parties, because um, he he would usually play those with Rick Vito and mm. a couple of the other endorsees. But yeah, he's yeah, smoking guitar and an amazing
3: stage presence too. Yeah, you know, just. Steps right up and just rips into it. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Jared.
1: Yeah, you guys may laugh, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't care that you just laughed. Um, (laughs) You know, I the the last one is between two pickers, and I, I wanted to go country acoustic to go really in left field. Because when do we ever talk about country other than just Billy just now, right?
2: yeah,
1: hardly at all uh and as far as uh, country pickers, um I'm going to choose Ricky Skaggs over Vince Gill hmm, even yeah. though Vince okay. Gill is one of the best guitar players yep, in country yep. music uh Ricky Skaggs um is not only a fantastic guitar player but the start you know he, he I think he made his way up playing the mandolin. But he, uh, like, to give you an example, Country Boy, if you turn on the, what, 83 or 84 or 85 Country um, CMA Awards, he starts off with that Country Boy song. And he just... Yeah,
3: I know which one you're talking
1: about. Yeah, yeah, they're world-class musicians in that band. And he he takes that, probably a pre-war Martin and just makes it his B, man. He really does. He just, he wails all over that acoustic guitar as if it were an easy-playing Ibanez metal shredder. Yeah. I mean, he just, he'll he'll hum you up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, all, those, cl-
2: all those bluegrass nice. guys you have to give respect to because they are, I mean, if you've ever seen bluegrass musicians live, um, they just give it their all, and they're fast, and they... Know their parts and they know when to play and when to back off a little bit. It's a lot. It's of it's, there. it's incredible. Yes,
3: I like that choice. I like that choice. Thank you, Jared. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Thank you, I love it. You know, because he reminds me those both those guys you mentioned, Vince Gill and Danny Gatton. I mean, and, uh, uh, um, yeah. Uh, but I was. Gonna, I'm glad I was you gonna, just said Danny I was Gatton Gatton just Say Danny Gatton. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> Danny, Danny Gatton, Gatton is.
3: Yeah, he's another one that's
1: just
2: yeah. stupid good. He's yeah. So all right. good. He's Humbler,
1: yeah, all right. He's called home.
3: Yeah, Yeah, he snuck another one in on. We us. just found our common g- ground here. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Danny again. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> you got a whole show about Danny gutton He <sighs> <laughs> was that
2: good. Yes. Um, so the this is. I mean, this is really difficult to 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 kind of whittle it down to a to a couple, but. Um, I'm going to say my final choice uh, today will be Roy Clark. Oh, and one of the one of the best one of the best album covers ever. The lightning fingers (laughs) of Roy Clark. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For swinging, dancing, and listening. For swinging, dancing, listening.
1: He was a he was an entertainer as he played. Yeah. I mean, he
2: was Uh, fantastic. I mean, that that particular album is one of my favorite ones to to just pop on every once in a while because I'm just shocked. I mean, he's playing stuff like Les Paul would play at double speed. Yeah. You know? Les Paul would record stuff and then double speed it. He recorded this stuff playing that fast live. And, you know, most people might recognize him from Hee Haw. He was the the uh the banjo player but he was really an incredibly i'm, he, and I'm a grinning it's an he was an incredibly good guitar player as well as a as a banjo player too so yeah. so i i mean that I, Amazing. I i just have to say you know I'm, Clark, I'm not babe. not a huge fan of country music all the time but i do respect a lot of the players that are out there
3: that are that, yeah. are, that are pulling that stuff off absolutely for sure, hey, for here, sure. okay Well, Uh, interesting how we brought it back to country. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. We go one step further and go folk with Pete Seeger, but he was just a banjo picker, so I can't play. I can't. I'm gonna. Steve Martin. I'm gonna wrap this
0: up because (laughs) uh, we we can we can start spiraling into all kinds of of things here. Um, I I had a man. There's so many on the list here that are kind of. I want to make mention, but if I, I think if I go home and I'm like, all right, I'm going to pop something in to, to drive home, to really drive. Yep. The guy who's making the music to make that is is Josh Ami. Ah. Queens of Stone Age. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. High Desert Punk. Man. Yeah. Just, you know, I, he's an the, innovator. Low too. Desert Punk. On the outset, high desert, punk or or desert. Low desert. It's high desert. Yeah. High desert. Medium on that, desert on the on the outset, well, maybe it is low desert. High desert. <laughs> no, no, it's high desert. Um. And anyways, on the outset, you, you could chalk some of the stuff up if you weren't really if you were just kind of listening at a, you know, at a glance, if you will. Yeah. It's it's you know power chords and stuff, but the thing, he he messed with a lot. He messed with a lot of different tuning. Yeah. And has figured out a way to keep. That thing that we know and love, that drive the driving music, um, that that's just like got just like power and finesse. He's kind of like there's a little bit of Elvis in him, you know, and and uh, and a lot of like power too, right? And uh, I like that he's figured out little ways, little things to make it like you can hear a couple notes of one of their songs and you know exactly who it is. So I think it's one of those people that has influenced a lot of other players whenever they start to get their own pedals and all that stuff and, and where it's like, oh, this, this is a pedal that makes you sound like X. Not X, the band, but X, you know, player, <laughs> right? And they're usually featured a lot. Like, uh, there's a there's a handful of players, especially when they're when we're talking about pedals and stuff, you can hear it and you go, that sounds like Queens of Stone Age. And apparently PVMs. Well, and, and apparently <laughs> PVMs. Um, and I think, it, like, for my own playing, I have to balance that power and also little bits of interest, like flying around a little bit, like like some of the other players I've mentioned that are other influences on me but like at the at the bottom end it, man it's got to pump it's got to pump and he's like the king of that in my book so uh good one there you good go one. yeah um, well, there are many, many other people that were oh not only on oh our list, God. but I, but I let's just let's just Marco stop Peroni, and Phil, Adam and oh yeah. Yeah. Phil, Phil, Phil Keggy, man, Phil, Phil Keggy. Okay, all right, stop, 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 time out, time out, time <laughs> out. Oh, Yeah, Neil that, Gerardo. I mean, come okay. on, man. Marty Stewart. Yeah. there are a <laughs> John lot Fogarty. of people that were Brad Paisley. Okay, all right, that we that are at the top. They're going to be like, what about this guy? What no, about this guy? What about and and the the super obvious ones. David Gilmour slash Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, blah blah. blah. I was like, right, right. yes, yes, to all those things. But beyond that, if if you if you take that away, like who who else is is there? Not just in high regard, but who do we really light up when we hear? You know, and that's kind of Dark what we were heroes. talking about. You know, so. Uh, don't throw rocks don't say I can't believe you guys didn't mention this person this is just you know we have a a ton of people that we didn't mention guitar
3: heroes unite
0: yeah maybe we'll have to do a number two a follow up to this and I I think even talking about you know um I, I, well, maybe if, it
2: would be good to get some feedback
0: from our listeners. I would love to get that. So please send that to us, and we can. We'll be happy to read off a, a handful of yours. Yeah, top fours. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, well, we we just did. Could we Nils do that? Klein? I'll make a note yeah. to to do it. Yeah, I could just. Yeah. yeah, we can go on for days. <laughs> I, I can go on for do this So yeah, we'll I do love a, guitars. We'll do a I up. love
3: get, Can I just say I love guitars? I, know, I love man. guitar players. I love that
0: you love I guitars. Love it makes me happy. Okay. Uh, all right. So on to or Would You Rather. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, it's time for that game we like to call Would You Rather.
2: Wow. The Doppler effect. <laughs>
1: So, uh, in the spirit of the fantastic show that we just provided, uh, we are going to change it up a tidbit. So, this week's Would You Rather, you need to choose which guitar out of your four favorite players that each of us had mentioned Mm. that we would like to have. Oh, wow. Which notable guitar out of that... Uh, the group of four would you love to just have to have it so it's yours
0: okay so we're gonna list off our top four four and then we're going to explain, pick a guitar explain it pick it man do it okay man. so
3: my so breeding backwards from my list I had Pete Anderson. He plays yeah. a Telecaster. Okay, very classy looking one. Uh, who else did I say? Ry Cooter. Yeah. He also played some Telecasters and some... Uh, Cootercasters, just, too. All kinds of goofy things. I'm not going to pick that either. Um, Mick Green played a Telecaster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting repetitive mm. here. I mentioned Wilco Johnson. He was a Telecaster player. And, uh, okay... And even Terry Kath was a Telecaster player. Interesting. I'm not gonna say Telecaster for my winner though. My no. winner is I would rather play Sylvain's Sil Gretsch White Falcon. Nice. Yeah. Hey, that's a good choice. How about that? Yes. Just because they look cool. <laughs> yes. And I like. I love. I do love Gretsch hollow bodies. I do. Too. I, I love them. I've never owned a White Falcon. I will someday when I find the right one.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. Uh, Tony. So I mentioned Pete Townsend,
2: Andy Partridge from XTC, Mm -hmm. Glenn Campbell, and Roy Clark. I think out of all of those, I mean, I've got to go with the Townsend Double Neck ES1275. That's, to me, is, you know, from the All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes Mm -hmm. album. That Mm -hmm. look is, you know, that, that just. That was that was the thing that reminded me of Pete Townsend and his huh. greatness. Huh. I, mean, I was, I was gonna, gonna say which I love his Rickenbackers. Yeah. I love yeah. his SG uh, specials, but that, that he broke that double neck ES twelve seventy five in white, which was super cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and I actually got to see that guitar. It was in for repairs at uh, the Gibson repair department many many years ago. Wow. So, Cool, Excellent. It? Yeah. It was a mess. That's really <laughs> <quite> cool. <laughs> Literally. That's why it was there to be refurbed. Okay. Yeah. So I also saw
1: a bunch of the Les Pauls that he broke in the 70s oh, over at Lay's yeah. Guitar Repair. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, the collectors owned them and actually had Dan put them all back together, which those, is pretty
2: cool. Those are the ones that have the mini humbucker in the middle.
1: Yes. Well, no, The it was the mini humbuckers, says bridge and neck, and then it had
2: a Demarzio. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Oh. Opposite. Opposite oh. of what I said. And they had numbers on them. Yes, they did. Nice. I can dig it. And because the
1: Demarzios were in there, they were all number two. Never mind. Oh. It's a joke.
0: Bad joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but a joke nonetheless. Yes. All yeah. right. Uh right. Let's see. Jared, about yourself.
1: So uh Mick Ralphs he played Stratocasters, Telecasters and most uh knowing you know people know him playing the 1959 Les Paul. It was I think I'm going to say it was a um tobacco burst and it looks like it in the old films uh Joe Walsh he played old Les Pauls as well. Um and he also played Strats and uh, he played a lot of different guitars. I can't even keep up. Yeah, uh, he played. He loved Telecasters and uh, Les Pauls. Um, what else? Uh, he he had custom made guitars for him that he would play. Paul Simon is known to play his Martins, that black Yamaha that I mentioned that he's had for over forty years. Um, Ricky Skaggs, he had that pre-war Martin or whatever that was. That thing looked. Old back in the 80s and i'm sure all he plays are old martin either d35s or d28s um all brazilian rosewood so that's they're all very uh sought after guitars but what's it I, gonna be boy? i don't, i know man i know either the martin or the les paul I, it's got to be the 59 les paul i gotta be a sellout and. Right. Want that because that mm-hmm. that's worth the most. Wow, well. it's worth the most, and it's McRalphs, and I had double creams. All right, that Gibson <laughs> put in
2: there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you could always uh-huh. ride out and put a third pickup in the middle.
0: Ah, uh, cool. I like that, Todd. All right. Well, um, I, okay. So I had I had Dave Navarro, Johnny Marr, John Squire, and Josh on me. Um and I I think I'd have to go this is the tricky part because so I'm going with Johnny Marr. Okay. The sound the say? Smith sound was made with the um uh with the Rickenbucker three thirty.
2: Hmm. There is some uh debate about that.
0: Well, some of I the mean, best sounding
2: Rickenbackers on albums are actually Telecasters. Uh, uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so wh- wh- okay, whatever. From his w- from his mouth, we'll from go with m- that. From okay. His okay. from his okay. mouth, yeah. Uh, that 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 whole thing was kind of like that was the sound that he chose to make. So it, it didn't sound like the typical like bluesy riffs that everybody was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, I don't – he's more closely associated with the Jaguar now. Now. And, and even, you know, in, in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, another one was the, uh, uh, the Gibson 355? 34 f- the Veritone. It could have been a 345 or a 355. I, I think it was it a 345. Depends, depends on the hardware. Yeah, was gold hardware. With gold that. hardware was a three fifty five. Yeah, three fifty five, and um, but but that isn't it's not like what he's like super known for. So like, I think it would be interesting to have the guitar that kind of helped start it all off. Um, it, you know, at least in what he was. Really known for back? Yeah, then. no, I agree.
2: So. I, I you know, yeah. I mean, live. I, I would like s- to play
0: the other ones more probably than the Rick, but it would be pretty amazing to have. Like, oh yeah, no, that's that's the one. Okay,
2: so. that's a good choice.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on Ricky Island for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little weird to play, but
3: <laughs> hmm? yeah. Done yep. yep. right.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. I had a buddy in
3: in college that had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great guitar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't Amazing. played one
0: myself, so I think yeah. it'd be really fun. Uh, hmm. So there we have it. We each get cool. to walk away with our one of our guitar heroes. Uh, mess, best known for guitars, ish yes. kind of thing. Ish, um, you know. Most of these players <laughs> had lots of different things. They, you know, every once in a while you get one who's like, "No, that's the one." You know. But uh, anyhow. We have some people to thank.
2: Yes, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people that we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, an executive right. executive producer, is Todd alluded to earlier, helps make this show possible. How do you become one? You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron of this podcast. Each level comes with some... Lovely thank you gifts, giveaways, prizes, all the good stuff. But as an executive producer, there's one thing more. That's right. You you get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right now. So, special thanks to these executive producers. Moon guitars, Vader in yes, pedals, sir. John Helverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike <laughs> Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Jamaloro, Bill Gullah guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Barazin, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, and Andrew Bell. Yay. Yes.
4: Yes, yes, Todd.
2: There's another special group of executive producers. Okay. We like to call them our grand poobas. Right. These are the top of the heap, the pick of the week, the cream of the crop. <laughs> Start spreading <laughs> yep. the news. So special, <laughs> special, special thanks to these grand pubas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Iguereda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wow pickups. That's right. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett. Dr. Demo. Tyler Rines. LSJ Music Company. John Williams. James Pennington. Adam Johnson. Steve Keys. Cody Foster. Science of Sound. Oh, my God. Brian Robison. Jonathan Jerusic Corey Nigro. Michael Van Zant. Tim Nowak. Jonathan Daly. Martin Cliff. Sean S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Wow. And Congregation Gear Demos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Indeed, indeed. Thank you all so very much. Uh, well, this has been a super fun time. Good job, Tony. Thumbs up from Billy over here. Yes. <laughs> Um, we would really love for you to check us out as far as supporting the show. And if you like what you hear and you want to keep on hearing more... How do you do that, Todd? Well, you go over to... You do what he just said. Patreon.com forward forward slash the guitar knobs. Okay. Um, We need to uh, go around the horn and just figure out where we can get a hold of everybody. Billy, how about yourself?
3: You can reach me on Facebook or Instagram, Billy Spitfire and Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Perfect. Nice. And,
2: Tony, Um, why don't you go over to pickguardian.com? That's a good place to start. Check out some of the things that I offer. Uh, Shoot me an email. There's a link right to the email. Check out my Instagram page. I just posted something there yesterday. I don't do a lot of that, but every once in a while I would like to give some some ideas. So, you know, check it out. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you're trying to do. I will make it happen for you.
0: Pickguardian.com. Awesome. Jared?
1: If you want to send me a message, Instagram, jared.allen.brandon.
0: Send me a message. Perfecto. Uh, okay, my turn. I get to load up right now. You can send me an email, Todd at the Guitar Knobs. You can also DM me on Instagram. We would love to hear what you have to say. Share your thoughts, your hopes, and dreams with us. And tell us what your four uh, guitar heroes were. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to feature that. I also want to direct you to flinteffects.com, that's all spelled out. Uh, if you own a an HX Stomp uh, or a new uh, Eventide H90 or uh, one of the, the Hotone, Hotone, whatever they call it. Hotones! Uh, yeah, uh, Ampero <laughs> 2, um, we've got a solution for you there that's going to help you out, and it's called the Stomper. Go check it out and get one for your unit. How's that spelled? Stomper, S T O M P. Par. No, I meant the Flint part. Oh, f l i n t e f f e c t s dot com. Okay. And uh, check my band out, The valentinos on Spotify. All right, go listen to it while you're whilst and at the same time that you're driving uh, for some good old uh, hard and rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to us blather on. We had a great time. We hope you did too. Have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you guys right <laughs> doing, to you bastards? Let
1: me see. Baby, baby,
3: baby, baby.
4: Uh,
3: Lobster children? No, that wasn't. The worst.
2: <laughs> All right, Billy, assume the position.
0: Again. Uh, you know what's actually really good? I put a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it was really good. He's a guitar hero, not necessarily the end-all be-all guitar hero. He'd
4: be a jukebox guitar hero. No one's gonna write hero. it on your
0: tombstone, so yeah. it's okay if you mention someone else. <laughs> I can't trust you. Yes, I cannot be trusted. Billy ah, It's a five for a second. Uh, Hang on. You can't, he, I forgot. Jared. I can't see you pointing. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: this
0: is really... Hard. didn't ding dong, Nobody sings, nobody quits. flong. Come on, you
3: monkeys, you want to live forever.
4: Uh, <laughs> <zoinks>. uh,
0: <laughs> and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com. Forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.